0: Welcome to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, your source for everything you need to go from unfocused wantrepreneur to action-taking, money-making entrepreneur. Now, your host, Brian Lofermento. Hey there, happy Motivation and Mindset Monday, everybody. My name is Brian Lofermento, and as always, I'm coming to you today with another awesome episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. And today's episode is definitely going to be on the short side because I have one very clear objective of what I want you to take away from today's episode. And I hope that you're going to get there pretty quickly. But the reason why this episode is so important and why you need to hear this today is because this is a mindset that is absolutely abundant. In the entrepreneurial scene, and most particularly with new entrepreneurs or newpreneurs, I like to call them. And that is the topic of people stealing your ideas and people stealing your stuff. Okay, so This is one of the big reasons why I hear people really struggle to get started when it comes to launching their new business. They don't know who to turn to because they're afraid of people stealing their idea. They're afraid of people stealing their concept. They're afraid of people stealing their business model or people stealing parts of it and then running and implementing it in their own business. But the truth is, I want you to really understand this at a core level today because I want you to never even bother to spend the time to have this thought. The truth is your ideas are completely worthless. Ideas are absolutely worthless. Business is all about execution. I mean, I could give you a million phenomenal business ideas right here, right now. I mean, I hear amazing business ideas every single day of my life, And if I took one and ran with it, yeah, I could probably make a lot of money using those business ideas. But the truth is, I don't. And the truth beyond that is 99% of people don't. So if you're starting a new business or you're thinking about expanding your business or you're thinking about coming up with some new idea, don't worry about people stealing your ideas or people stealing your stuff because ideas are worthless. And here's one thing that I wanna point out to you today. In a world of 7 billion people, I highly doubt that you're the first person who's ever come up with that idea. I mean, someone else has probably already thought of whatever it is that your idea is anyways. So that should make you feel good. And and I hope that you really take that to heart and you think to yourself, wow, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, what are, what are the chances of me being the only person to have ever come up with this idea? The truth is you probably aren't. But Nobody else has run with the idea yet if you did your research and you see that there's nothing that exists already with that idea that you came up with. So the reality is, yes, a lot of people have a lot of ideas. I, One thing that I I really like to do, I didn't expect to talk about this on today's podcast episode, but now it's just, it's free flowing, so I figured I would do it. One thing I love to do is anytime I'm in a major city, so I live here in Boston, but I spend a lot of time in New York City and Los Angeles, and I encounter a lot of homeless people, and it breaks my heart to see them in a homeless situation, situation, so I try to help out however I can, but typically when I do help out by either buying them food or buying them water or buying them something from CVS or Walgreens or just giving them money outright if I have faith in them to spend it wisely and not spend it on cigarettes and alcohol, One thing I typically do is I'll stop and I'll talk to them for a minute or two. And one of the things that I always ask them is, hey, what would help you get back on your feet? And almost always, homeless people have these grand visions and these grand ideas of what they could do to get out of their current situation. And sometimes they have business ideas where they... I met this one guy his name is Devin the joke man Smith and actually if you google him he's a relatively well-known homeless guy in New York City and Devin the joke man Smith I'll never forget him because he deeply impacted me and my philosophies and my perspectives on life because Devin's a super inspiring guy who fell into the wrong things, fell into addictions, and he's got some amazing skills. I mean, Devin can really tell some incredible jokes. If you go to YouTube, you'll find a lot of YouTube videos about him. Phenomenal guy. And when I talked to him, I spent a decent amount of time with Devin one time when I was in New York City, and we exchanged phone numbers, so we kept in touch for a little bit after I had left New York City as well. Devin has a surplus of business ideas. That guy, if you want a business idea, he spends his entire day walking around New York City and talking to people and walking into businesses and seeing what people say while they're just walking past and they think that nobody is listening. So Devin has a lot of insight into what people are actually thinking and how people operate and what problems people have. So Devin has a surplus of business ideas. But that's the thing. Those ideas are absolutely worthless without the execution behind them. So ideas are completely worthless. That's the one thing that I really want you to understand today. And that's why also as part of today's episode, I want to bring up the concept or the topic of NDAs. So non-disclosure agreements. In my entrepreneurial life, I always try to give back to newer entrepreneurs. I mean, after all, that's why I started this podcast. That's why I wrote the book, "Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur. It's not because it helps me, because these are lessons that I've picked up over the past 10 years of being an entrepreneur. These are more lessons that I wanted to share with you, the listener, you, the reader, people who are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs or who are looking to take the next step as entrepreneurs. So the reason why I did that is because I like to give back. And as part of giving back, I meet with and I email with and I interact with, and especially on Facebook, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs every single week. And every once in a while, it blows my mind, every once in a while, an entrepreneur will say, well, Brian, I really want you to help me out on my business. I'd really like your insights. I'd love your perspectives. Please sign this non-disclosure agreement. And without fail... 100% of the time, I say no, I would absolutely love to help you. By no means am I refusing to sign this NDA because I'm going to steal your idea. It's just that I don't sign an NDA because it says a lot about you. It says a lot about the trust that we have together or the lack of trust, to be honest. But more importantly to me, if you're asking me to sign an NDA, it screams, hey, I'm worried that someone else is going to execute on this idea quicker than I will. That's what a non-disclosure agreement says to me is that you're not serious about taking massive and rapid action to launch or grow your business and that's why you want other people to hear about it but you don't want to. You want to legally protect yourself because you don't want them to act quicker than you will. So that's my feelings about NDAs and the fun thing about NDAs there's a lot of things that we can we could dive into in this podcast episode about NDAs. First of all If you're talking to somebody about your business, that's a good thing. You should talk to as many people as possible about your business to get feedback, to see what their reactions are. And the truth is, telling people about your ideas gives you more ideas. So if you tell me about your business idea and we have a conversation about it, you will end up with more ideas. It has nothing to do with me. It's just the nature of talking to anybody about your ideas is that you'll end up with even more ideas. So... If you're thinking about talking to other people, it's great. And an NDA means that you are thinking about talking to other people. But the problem with an NDA is that inherently on some level, you're saying to them outright, I don't know if I trust you. I want to talk to you about this, but I also want legal protection in case you act faster than I do. So NDAs just at a trust level set you off on the wrong foot. But here's the more fun part for me. Well, first I I should preface it and explain why I refuse to sign NDAs. For me, it's the lack of execution thing. So if someone's asking me to sign an NDA, it tells me that they're not going to execute. And you know what? In the past, so typically what I do is I wait six months to a year to follow up with people who ask me to sign an NDA, and I'll see what their business is doing. And I swear to you, I've never met anybody who asked me to sign an NDA who runs a successful business now. And if they do, then their new business has nothing to do with whatever the NDA covered. So... That's my feelings about NDAs. That's why I personally don't sign them. And second of all, if you ask somebody to sign an NDA, if it's someone who interacts with a lot of entrepreneurs or it's somebody who works with a lot of different clients or it's somebody who's really involved in many different projects themselves, an NDA is really dangerous because you could argue, let's say you have a web design agency and you're rolling out some proprietary website creation service. Well, if I sign that NDA, And then one of my students or one of my podcast listeners reaches out to me and they're starting a completely different, in no way related, other website design service. It looks completely different. It has completely different functionality. It's further along in the process. Well, if I signed your NDA, then I'm in violation through even working or talking or sharing anything with that person. So it's just not worth it from my perspective because I interact with and help so many different people. So NDAs basically will scare away the people who are most interested in helping you. So that's my feelings about NDAs. For example, you could never talk to Mark Cuban or any of the sharks on Shark Tank and get them to sign an NDA because they work with so many businesses that it would just bite them in the butt eventually. Like eventually they're going to have a conflict of interest due to some random NDA that they signed for a business that probably will never see the light of day anyways. So NDAs are dangerous for that reason. But here's the most important thing. This is what I wanted to get at with regards to NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Let's say you get an NDA signed and let's say something crazy happens and you feel like someone violated the terms of the NDAs. What are you going to do about it anyways? I mean, it's easy to be obsessed with the fact that, oh, so-and-so stole my idea, so-and-so launched that business, but that was my idea. They signed an NDA. What are you going to do about it anyways? I mean, I don't know about you, but for me personally, I probably will not in my lifetime at least not initiated from my side, go through some long litigation or long legal process to protect an idea that I had that I just didn't act quick enough on. So if you're not going to do anything about it anyways, there's no reason to even ask somebody to sign an NDA. So NDAs are at the core of today's episode because NDAs are basically you saying, hey, I don't want anybody to steal my ideas. And I'm here today to tell you on this podcast episode, your ideas are worthless. And when you realize that, and when you let go of the fact that somebody might steal your idea, you can actually just focus on execution. So that's very important. And on the same note of people stealing your ideas, I want to talk about people stealing your stuff because this is something that I was super obsessed about in 2015 in particular. So in 2014 actually is when it started. So in 2014, I published a really successful online course called Blogging Your Way to Profits, where I taught people how to start a profitable blog. So it covered everything, it was a two week course. It covered everything from the technology setup, like how do you actually create your blog? How do you create content for your blog? How do you find content inspiration for your blog? How do you build traffic to your blog? How do you monetize your blog? How do you do your blog metrics? Like literally all of these things were built into the course that I created and I sold it for $197 online. Now that course did really well. I got thousands, I think probably around 1,000 students into that course, so it did really well. But here's what happened about a month after I published the course and after a few hundred students signed up. Somebody ripped it off. Somebody ripped all the content. They downloaded all the videos. They downloaded all the worksheets. They uploaded it somewhere else and they listed it online so you could download the entire thing totally for free. That was the first time that my stuff had ever been pirated. And I'll never forget that feeling because at first, to be honest, I was pretty mad. I mean, I was really mad that all of this work that I put into it and that all of the students that I had successfully attracted and all these people that I was serving, all of a sudden, and all the money that I was making as well, all of a sudden, it was available for free online because somebody stole it and somebody was giving it away so people didn't have to buy from me anymore. They could just Google it, download it for free. I would never make a penny and who knows who would have my course and I'd never be able to serve them further. So that was a big shock to my system. I couldn't believe that somebody would steal my stuff and give it away for free and just totally rip me off. And it bothered me for a week. I Googled so many different things that I could do to counteract the fact that someone stole my stuff. And I, <laughs> it's so funny in hindsight, I made the decision to issue a cease and desist letter. So a cease and desist letter is basically where you email whoever is hosting the website, whether it's GoDaddy, or Bluehost, or some big company that's hosting the website, and you send it to them and you say, hey my stuff is on that website it's on your servers take it down or else and the truth is there's not really anything behind the or else part it's just kind of an empty legal threat that you hope that these web hosts honor now in my case they did honor it but literally a week later i found another pirated copy of my course and that's when i realized you know what no matter what i do i'll never be able to stop piracy And that's when I had a couple of realizations. And that's why I feel so strongly about this to make this podcast episode today about stop worrying about people stealing your ideas and stealing your stuff. What I realized from that experience was that if somebody's gonna Google my courses and find them for free, they were never going to buy from me anyways. Because if they legitimately wanted to buy from me, then they would have just bought from me. They wouldn't spend their time Googling and finding backdoor ways to get into my course. And on that note, even if they were going to, or if they were strongly thinking about it, if they would rather download my course for free, then that tells me a lot about who they are as a person. It tells me, so in this particular example, it was a $197 course, it tells me that they're not even $197 invested into launching a profitable blog. So that kind of gave me solace. I took solace in the fact that, okay, well, yes, my stuff is ripped off, But hey, guess what? People are still buying from me. I'm still making hundreds of sales over the lifetime of this course. I'm still gonna hit a 1,000 students on this course despite the fact that it's out there for free because I knew that there were at least a 1,000 people and probably if I push this course even more, probably tens of thousands of people that are invested enough in launching a profitable blog that they would buy my course. I mean, the truth is, 99% 99% of digital products you can rip off. You can steal. I mean, music, for example. How come Jay-Z and how come Britney Spears, who's come back from nowhere? How come Justin Bieber? How come Rihanna? How come Beyonce? How come all of these people still have careers and still are multi-millionaires? The reason is, is because, yes, you can steal their stuff. Music is probably the easiest stuff in the world to steal, but most people don't and most people are good and this is kind of the optimist in me speaking now most people are good most people even if your stuff gets ripped off even if your stuff gets pirated even if it's listed for free online most people are good and they're going to buy anyways so in that moment when i realized that my stuff was getting ripped off i frantically was searching for answers So like I said, I issued the cease and desist letter. It temporarily worked, but a week later, I was in the same situation. So then I started thinking, how can I add more security? How can I add more privacy? How can I lock these videos down so that nobody can download them? What kind of workarounds can I build into the website so that there's no functionality where you can't right-click or you can't save my videos? Things like that. And then I quickly realized, who am I actually penalizing by doing all these things. First of all, I'm penalizing myself because I'm wasting hours and hours and hours in trying to protect my courses, which, let's face it, it's going to get ripped off anyways, is really the truth that I've come down to, because people are going to rip off your stuff no matter what you do. And second, I realized if I wanted to take those higher-end technological options to protect my stuff so that it couldn't be stolen or it'd be much more difficult to steal then that's going to be very expensive for me so i'm going to be spending time and money to try to resolve this problem which is still going to happen anyways and third what i realized is that it's not going to serve my customers well like who is it actually penalizing it's penalizing the people who have paid for my course and who are looking to do the right thing and who are serious about their success so i realized you know what screw it If people are going to steal my stuff, they're going to steal my stuff, and I'm never going to let that bother me. If people want my stuff bad enough, then they're going to buy it. If they're not invested in their success, and I'm willing to bet there are a lot of people who just pirate a bunch of different courses out there, and they probably have a hard drive full of my courses, of other people's courses that they will never take action on. And that's why I always tell my students, you're doing your students or your customers or your clients a favor by charging them because you're making them invested in their success. So that's a big lesson when it comes to stop worrying about people stealing your stuff is that if you worry about it, you're gonna waste your time, you're gonna waste your money, you're definitely gonna waste your energy, you're definitely gonna drive yourself crazy and probably you're not gonna really change anything it's still gonna get ripped off, it's still gonna get stolen one day and you don't wanna hurt the people who you're actually serving. So those are some big lessons that I learned when it comes to people stealing your stuff. It could also, it doesn't have to be a whole product. I mean, I've seen people rip off my words from my websites, they've copied entire paragraphs, they've copied my headlines, they've copied my webinars, they've copied my videos. People steal from other people all the time and that's why, and I talk about this on the podcast all the time, No matter what, people can steal my stuff, but they'll never be able to steal me. And here's the cool lesson for you today. No matter what it is that you do, you are the only person on the planet who can do it your way. No matter what you do, no one else on the planet can do it your way. You're the only you on this planet. You're the only person who can create a podcast the way that you can. You're the only person who can create that business the way that you can. No one else can do it. So inject as much you into everything you do as possible because that will never be replicated or duplicated or stolen. The truth is, at the end of the day, ideas are worthless. You gotta stop worrying about people stealing your ideas. You have to stop worrying about people stealing your stuff if you focus on injecting as much you into your stuff as possible. And most importantly, even more important than that, if you focus on executing, you'll be in a way better position and you won't have to worry about people stealing your ideas or stealing your stuff. So that's 20 minutes of what I wanted to talk to you about here today. Stop worrying about people stealing your ideas and stealing your stuff. Literally never think about that again. Just sit down, focus on starting your business, focus on, focus on talking to more people. The more people who know about your business, the better. So don't worry about that stuff anymore. And I hope that you took away a lot of valuable lessons from today's episode. On that note, if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review. Let me know what you think about the show. I read every single review that's left. So if you tell me about your business, tell me about what you learned, tell me about what's holding you back in your business, I'll incorporate those reviews and that feedback into future episodes so that I can better serve you. So we're 22 minutes in. Happy Motivation and Mindset Monday. I hope this was a good episode for you. And I will see you again again on Wednesday and Friday of this week with a Strategy Wednesday session and a featured Friday session. So make it a great day and don't get hung up on people stealing your stuff. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.